1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. If you want to tell people the big news... It's Wednesday, December 23rd, 2015 from Slate, it's The Gist, I'm Mike Pesca. I bring you the big news from Zimbabwe, you're welcome. And that country, marred by horrible leadership, a declining economy, figured out a way to get out from under their really, really bad currency ordeal. So Zimbabwe, six years ago, abandoned its own dollar. The writing was on the wall when they started printing $100,000 Zimbabwe dollar notes that, as soon as they were printed, lost all their value. So this is what Zimbabwe decided to do. They're just going to use a different country's currency, a country that's 6,000 miles away, Zimbabwe now accepting the Chinese yuan as legal tender. Why not just sell the country to the Chinese outright? It would be a great province of China. The Chinese would love it. There are no Uyghurs there. There are no Tibetans there. No Gong in Zimbabwe. Mugabe, tell him he's a prefect or something. He'd be happy. So China just called off $40 billion in debt thanks to the move to the yuan. Sometimes you'll hear the word pronounced ian or Yuan. It's okay. Sometimes they even say Remimbi, which is another version of the Wan. It's all the Wan. But what this all adds up to is that the Zimbabweans are not objecting to the encroaching Chinese hegemony. And who in the Zimbabwe regime would be in the position to say China shall not be our master? Would it be the finance minister, Patrick Chinamasa?
2: Presenting the country's 2015 budget, finance minister Patrick Chinamasa. They
1: say Chinamasa. But it is C-H-I-N-A-M-A-S-A, Chinamasa. So I'm just trying to find out if he has a son named Juan. But Mike, you are saying, is that really the only news? Tying together repressive Asian regimes with Southern African nations? Oh no, no, it's not. Dateline Pretoria, North Korean diplomat spelled from South Africa for rhino horn trafficking. Park Chun Jun, busted. He was busted in May, he was sitting on 99000 in cash and four and a half keys of rhino horn. By the way, a single rhino horn weighs one to three kilograms, so we're talking multiple rhino horns here. Rhino horns are said to cure everything from cancer to gout, and of course, as is the claim with every weirdo substance coveted the world over, it is renowned for its powers as an aphrodisiac. Rhino horn has been scientifically proven to have one potent side effect, however— A case of the expulsions. Book Get this filthy rhino horn smuggler out of my sight. The only horn he'll be hearing is Taps playing for his diplomatic career. Don't know why I turned it to Jack Lord for a second there, but it was fun to do so. On today's show, with the spiel, we give thanks to Christmas for the man who put the Christ in Christmas, he says. And we stay with the rhino theme as we discuss rhinoviruses, a.k.a. the common cold. With the weather turning dismal, well, according to the calendar, not actual events, it's often said there is no cure for the common cold, and we ask, is that bullshit? Make holiday shopping easier with the Slate Gift Guide, a curated collection of products selected by Slate editors and writers, and also, Slate producers of The Gist, like Andrea recommended something called a Bark Box, which apparently they take samples off the side of trees and they collect it in this really nice nose. She's shaking her head. She's doing the doggy-doggy motion. Oh, the ears. Yeah, it's for dogs. It's, It's a thing for dogs. Anyway, these gifts are things that most improve the lives of these Slate staffers, and they're wrapped in one guide for you. Now you're saying, uh, Christmas, that's like two days away. It's not going to come here in time. There are also a lot of things to subscribe to that you could immediately see the effect of. So go to picks.slate.com. There is, they say, no cure for the common cold. You hear that part where I said they say? Screw the they, we're going right at the they and we're going hard. Because this is, is that bullshit. I'm here with Maria Konnikova. She's the author of Mastermind, How to Think Like Sherlock Holmes, and the forthcoming The Confidence Game. She explodes and unpacks issues of scientific assertion here on The Gist. Hello, Maria. Hello, Mike. Let's talk colds. Do you have one right now? I don't. Do you? I got a little sniffle thing going on. I wouldn't call it a cold. I feel like I should walk,
0: knock on wood now because otherwise I'm going to get a cold. All
1: and... right. So step one, knocking on wood, is that a cure for the cold? Absolutely. Okay, good. Yep.
0: Knocking on wood prophylactically yeah. will, will help prevent the common cold.
1: Uh, when we say the common cold, the, the word rhino's in there, right? Yeah. Rhinovirus? Absolutely ah, right. I got that one right. So there really is when they say, and when they say no cure... What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Because you could do things that let it last four days instead of seven, can't you?
0: Not really. Oh, okay. There's no cure. <laughs> Jump, jumping, jumping straight to the punchline, not yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so what what they mean is if you have an infection, right, then sometimes you can use antibiotics to cure the infection, right? right. So you're getting right at the cause. For the common cold, for the rhinovirus, there is no... Equivalent. And so the best you can do is try to control some of the symptoms. So get your fever down if you're running a fever, Um, get your sniffles to unsniffle, Uh get yourself a little decongested, get a cough to calm down a little bit, but you're not actually doing anything to help the infection as such. And so what usually ends up happening is you're sick for just as long as you would otherwise be, but you may or may not feel. Slightly better or slightly worse, depending on which remedies you try while you're sick.
1: I got it. I understand the philosophy with, say, the sniffles. Let's get the mucus out of you, right? Mm -hmm. And I understand the headache philosophy. Don't have one. But it's the cough philosophy I don't quite get. There is productive coughs and there are expectorants, which make you cough. I don't understand. Don't we want to not cough? Do we want a suppressant or an
0: expectorant? So I think most people want to not cough. Yeah. And so you probably have heard of Robitussin. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, in a review that was done in two thousand and seven, that looked at all available uh, remedies—not all, but many of the common remedies for the cold, common remedies for the common cold, some traditional, like things like Robitussin, and some alternative, like vitamin C and zinc and echinacea—and um, came to conclusions about all of them. And unfortunately, with Robitussin, the conclusion is that there's no benefit. No
1: benefit. No. Not even the DM, the Dungeon Master Virgin. <laughs> No.
0: no, and it, it ends up that a lot of these things like antihistamines, mucinex, don't you love that name, mucinex? Yeah. X, right? Yes, have no real benefit. And some have actually really nasty side effects. Like? Um, like they they actually can make you faint. They can make you sick in other ways.
1: So the people think Robitussin works because the, f- the second you take it, it's
0: soothing on the throat. Is that the deal? Probably. And, you know, in some cases, there is some data that shows it works. It's just very inconclusive, and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of very good data.
1: Well, you've at least convinced me to buy the off-brand Robitussin <laughs> because it's the same thing. And, you know, it's $4 cheaper if it doesn't work anyway. Uh, headaches, you could take...
0: Advil. Sure. Tylenol.
1: but the, it, So what you're saying, Those though. Those work. But the length of the cold, there's nothing we could do.
0: Hmm. You can
1: manage symptoms, but there's nothing that we know of that could shorten the length of a cold.
0: That is absolutely correct. Hmm. The one thing that has been shown that might potentially work is prophylactic use of vitamin C, really? which means that if you take vitamin C every single day in high doses, then you may be able to lengthen it by a few days, but you may also not. So these, this is a little bit controversial, but there is some evidence suggesting that that might be the case. However, if you start taking vitamin C once you already have symptoms, Too that's late. not going to do anything.
1: Is taking these high doses of vitamin C, can that have a side effect, like make you want to ban all Muslims and... And become the Republican frontrunner? I assume he's orange, you know. Yeah, so that's yeah, maybe, correlated. Maybe. No? no, but do we know if there's anything bad?
0: Um, no, I mean, we assume that taking anything in doses that are too high is going to end up being a little bit bad. Except with vitamin C it
1: seems like the dosage is just stupidly low. Like everything that says to have any vitamin C always has 15 times the recommended dose of vitamin C. They set the recommended daily dose a little low I
0: think. I think that's right and with vitamin C, unlike things like vitamin E, we haven't yet seen anything that shows that it's really detrimental or that there's anything that can really go wrong. Yeah. But I think I and most any doctor would hesitate to say that because who knows yeah. it depends on how much you, you take you, even eating too many carrots can be bad
1: you got the skinny on echinacea or or zinc i, I at least know what zinc is
0: so you don't know what echinacea is no nah. Echinacea is a plant, and it was originally used by Native Americans for cough, sore throat tonsillitis. And it was adopted by people who came to the New World very emphatically. And they just really, they really loved this stuff. And the usage peaked in the 1900s. And then what happened was antibiotics were invented. And there was some pretty good evidence that echinacea wasn't actually doing anything. And there was a really big paper that kind of Told everyone, what in the world are you doing? Yeah, and so usage really fell off until now, because now we're in a kind of an herbalist alternative right. re- uh, alternative medicine renaissance. Yes. and so now the usage of echinacea has really gone up again. It's a plant we spend a lot on it. In two thousand and five, which was the last number I could find, we spent over three hundred million a year on echinacea. And so there was a review that was done recently by a team from Stanford University that found only nine clinical trials that actually had any sort of relevant data. And they found that basically there's no benefit of the two most commonly used types of echinacea. And there were a few studies that did show a benefit, but um, they think that it's because of publication bias and the fact that the studies were of pretty poor quality. So the results were really inconsistent. And they basically say that they do not recommend echinacea for any sort of treatment. Same with zinc? So, yes, same with zinc. So zinc inhibits viral growth. And so people a a while back decided, hey, maybe it's going to help the cold. Because we want something to help, right? Sure. (laughs) So, So we keep trying to find something. So the best evidence we have, there was a review that showed that four out of eight trials showed absolutely no benefit. And the other four showed some benefit, but they think that there was a bias because zinc has really strong side effects. And so they think that the people knew they were taking zinc because zinc does nasty things like it can make you constipated. It's not a benign substance like vitamin C. And so they think that people might have reported feeling better because they realized that they were taking (laughs) things, And that's really hard to control. It must
1: be, or, you know, they're so concentrated on the constipation, they forgot about the cold.
0: (laughs) So, yes, the most recent review says that there was one review that I found that said that it does do something. However, it was only with 94 people, and it was conducted by people from Bayer. Oh. So so I'm a little suspect of
1: yeah. that data. So, my personal home remedy a lot of people talk about chicken soup. A lot of people like the VIX Vapor Rub. I've combined the two. I just rub chicken soup on my chest.
0: Oh, that sounds perfect. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The carrots, if you don't pluck them out before the end of the day, the carrots can linger, <laughs> just so you know. So, let's. Get it on the record. There is no cure for the common cold. Is that bullshit?
0: No, that's not bullshit. If you have the common cold, you're basically screwed in the sense that it's going to last and be as severe as it's going to be. You know... Do common sense stuff. Get some sleep, drink liquids, humidifiers will help you breathe. You know, do, do the normal things that your mom would tell you to do, but don't expect anything to actually help unless placebo effect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Our favorite. Chicken soup rub. Maria Konnikova is the author of Mastermind, How to Think Like Sherlock Holmes, and The Confidence Game. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Mike. Give the gift of Slate Plus to another Slate fan in your life. And that fan will receive all the benefits of membership, ad-free podcasts, bonus podcast segments, access to our ambitious multi-part Slate Academies, and much, much more. No wrapping required. Delivery immediately, which is good. You can't get actual physical items in the mail at this point. So give Slate Plus today. Visit slate.com slash give plus. And now the spiel, a huge yule. Well, Christmas is upon us, and it gives me great joy to say that sentence and not have it be attached to a call for berries or razors or postage or miter saws or our latest sponsor, Rivets.com. Love countersunk head solid rivets, but hate the hassle of going to the store, picking them out, making sure they have a 78-degree countersunk head? mild corrosion resistance, and are non-magnetic. I know you do. So use the special code rivets.com slash for 20%. No, I'm not going to do that. No more ads. It's not about commercialism. It's about just basking in the holiday glow. Your your family, gather them. If your family's around, gather them around. Gather them around the, the radio. Gather them around the iPhone. Stick uh, Stick some earbuds in all their ears and... We'll just bask in the holiday glow. In fact, get your family. Gather your family around. They'll want to hear this. Stick some earbuds in their ears. Fire up the Yule Log. Oh, no, it just spontaneously combusted thanks to the warming of surface waters associated with El Nino. But, you know, I I like to—the Nino that I like to think of is Jesus. That's right. El Nino, the Christ child. El Nino. Let's take this time to count our holiday blessings. This is the last gist before Christmas. There is so much joy, so many good tidings to share— But I think we all know the one man who we have to thank the most. For me, for what I do, for the ghost of podcast past and the ghost of newscast future, this is a man who gave and gave and gave. He was born in a manger, he claims. We can't really disprove it. He was greeted by three wise men, wise men who he saw on the shows. And the wise men gave him the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Wait, no, sorry, I misread that. Gold, little sense, and myrrh gold. Gold plating, gold detail, giant gold colored letters. I think you know who I mean. Listen to the words. His words I know of healing. more
0: about and, ISIS uh,
1: than th- the generals do, believe me. Today we celebrate Donald Trump. We remember and we thank him for the gifts he gave in 2015 as we recall the 12 days of Trump, miss. On the first day of Trump, Miss the Donald gave to me a wall paid for by the Mexicans. On the second day of Trump, Miss the Donald
3: gave to me
2: two low-energy runners
3: and a wall, wall paid, for paid for by, by the, the Mexicans. Mexicans. On the third day of Trump, Miss the Donald gave to me three celebratory Muslims,
2: two low-energy frontrunners, and and a wall wall
3: paid for by the Mexicans. Mexicans. On the fourth day of Trump, Miss the Donald gave to me four sweaty Rubios, three celebratory Muslims, two
2: low-energy frontrunners, and and a wall wall
3: paid for by the Mexicans.
2: On the fifth day of Trump, Miss the Donald gave to me Five bloody wherever's.
3: Four sweaty rubios. Three celebratory Muslims.
2: Two low energy front runners. And a wall, wall paid for, for by, by the
3: Mexicans. Mexicans. On the sixth day of Trump, Miss the Donald gave to me six people who weren't captured. By Four sweaty Rubios, three celebratory Muslims,
2: two low-energy frontrunners,
3: and a wall Wall paid paid for by by the Mexicans. Mexicans. On the seventh
1: day of Trump, Mr. Donald gave to me seven dateable
3: daughters, six people who weren't captured,
2: five bloody webs.
3: Four sweaty Rubios. Three celebratory Muslims. Two
2: low-energy frontrunners. And, and a wall,
3: wall paid for by the Mexicans.
2: On the eighth day of Trump, mess, the Donald gave to me eight longs
3: Seven dateable daughters. Six people who weren't captured. Four sweaty Rubios. Three celebratory Muslims.
2: Two low-energy frontrunners. And a wall
3: paid for by by the Mexicans. Mexicans. On the ninth day of Trump, Miss the Donald gave to me nine Muslim databases. H-longs.
2: Seven dateable daughters. Six
3: people who aren't captured.
2: Five bloody well.
3: Four sweaty Rubios. Three celebratory Muslims.
2: Two low-energy frontrunners. And, and a wall
3: paid for by the Mexicans. On the tenth day of Trump, Mr. Donald gave to me ten Putin endorsements. Nine Muslim databases. Eight schlongs.
2: Seven dateable daughters.
3: Six people who weren't captured. Five
2: bloody wherever.
3: Four sweaty Rubios, three celebratory Muslims, two
2: low-energy front runners,
3: and a well paid paid for for by the Mexicans.
2: On the eleventh day of Trump mess, the Donald gave to me eleven angry eagles, ten
3: Putin endorsements, nine Muslim databases, Moses take the schlongs, eight schlongs, Schlongs.
2: seven (laughs) dateable daughters,
3: six people who weren't captured,
2: five bloody
3: wherever. Four sweaty Rubios, three celebratory Muslims,
2: two low energy front runners, and a wall
3: paid for by the Mexicans. On the twelfth day of Trump, Miss the Donald gave to me, twelve criminals, drug dealers, rapists, etc. Though I assume some are good people. Yeah, yeah, I assume.
2: Eleven angry eagles, ten
3: Putin endorsements, nine Muslim databases,
2: eight schlongs,
3: seven datable daughters, six people who aren't captured. Five Four sweaty Rubios Three celebratory Muslims Two
2: low-energy frontrunners
3: And a a wall wall paid paid for by by the Mexicans Mexicans.
1: And those are the gifts that Trump has gave us A coal in Rand Paul's stockings And I'm dreaming of an orange Christmas Moses Shoyola, Ava Lubel, these were the singers Merry Christmas and a festive trump miss to all And that's it for today's show. Gist producer Andrea Salenzi adds a 13th, an ejected Univision announcer. Executive producer Andy Bowers says 14 guys at Trump rallies who should have been roughed up. The Gist, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash slategist or at slategist on Twitter. Email us at thegist at slate.com. Is that right? The Gist, if elected, I can state unequivocally that The Gist will be the healthiest podcast ever elected to the presidency. Peru De Peru Duperu and thanks for listening.